0: Tonight's Amazing Race recap is sponsored by our friends over at Swap.com. Stop spending a fortune on new name brand clothes when you could be saving a lot of money on gently used items or even items that are new with tags. Get 40% off your first order when you use our promo code RHAP40 at Swap.com. That's 40% off site-wide on your first order when you use the promo code RHAP40 at swap.com. Coming to you live from my apartment. It's Rob has a podcast. And now, here's the guy who never ever takes his eyes off my podcasting license. Don't want to get stranded. I am Rob Sistradino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. And here we are, ready to go with just four teams left in this amazing race 30. And we're ready to break down another two hours of the amazing race plus. My exit interview with Team Beach Ocean Rescue, Ocean Spray, Lucas and Brittany. They will also be on the end of this podcast, my conversation with them. But first, a team that we uh, love hearing from that does not lose passports. Uh, first, our chief Amazing Race correspondent, Jessica Lee. Jessica, how are you?
1: I'm great, Rob. I got this giant laundry basket full of um, rotting Scorpions? squash. And I'm oh. just... I'm chowing down and after that I'm gonna grab some scorpions and frogs and it's it's just a big feast up in here. <laughs>
0: yes. So many animals uh in this two hours of Amazing Race. Really a uh, very animal and creature heavy, Jess.
1: Yeah, it was it was a double creature feature. <laughs> okay.
0: And then a man who would never ever eat scorpions uh here is uh the great mike bloom
2: no undercooked chicken is where i draw the line rob <laughs> personally speaking i i'm ready i'm ready to, to milk these episodes for all they're worth just oh, milk boy. the heck out of them oh boy well uh,
1: are you sure you have a female camel
2: <laughs> oh boy yeah that reminds me of that one random joke in kingpin that's for some reason i don't know the, the only 90s joke that sticks out of my head but rob what a week on reality yes. TV for milk. Yes, <laughs> thank goodness that
0: uh, we were able to uh, pump all of the camels manually. We did not have to rely on technology to get all of the camel milk going.
2: Yes, the milk supplies were not depleted in Bahrain, fortunately enough. And uh, in my other side of podcasting, <laughs> luckily Milk the Drag Queen didn't show up as well after being eliminated on RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 3. So it really has been a milk week, very whole, no 2% or anything.
0: Yes, okay, so uh, we will skim through everything from the <laughs> two hours.
2: We'll get um,
0: into
1: all of it if you dare, Yeah, if you dare,
0: Yeah, so uh, a lot to get through. Uh, I actually felt like this was kind of a, I I feel like it was, in in a lot of ways, it was a a ho-hum night in that we had the drama uh, drained out of the first hour by uh, Team uh, Ocean Rescue losing their passport so early on. Jess, they tried to do the thing where, you know, they could come back at any time. It's only an hour flight to get to Bahrain, and... They could be back here. You know, it could happen.
1: I mean, frankly, I'm shocked that they made it to Bahrain at all. That yeah. is kind of amazing. Well, who knows how many how... days
0: later it was?
1: <laughs> well, Phil was still there. So yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it hologram
0: wasn't... Phil. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, picked I, it up in post. They went back and yeah. <laughs> did a reshoot. No, they,
2: they, 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 took, they said, the you know what? We screen. can't use the Prince hologram during the Super Bowl. We got this technology. It's <laughs> to project our host in Bahrain to make up for the fact that one team is 12 hours behind. Yeah. So, Jess, I,
0: I felt like there was no drama there. And then I felt like that, even though I thought that the tasks were actually really fun, especially uh, in the second hour, uh, I felt like that there was no drama in the second hour because you knew it was going to be a non-elimination leg.
1: Uh, that's true. And I think I think we even called it last week. We said it's the first hour is going to have an elimination and the second hour is not. So we go into the final episode with four. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. But I think you have to look to the other aspects of the show for the entertainment value, because I personally I thought these were two very strong legs in terms mm-hmm. of location and design. I think this was the best Thailand leg we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um And we've had a lot of them. And I thought Bahrain was a fun new location. I thought it was a better Middle Eastern leg than we've gotten in the past. So I think from a travel porn perspective, which I know that's not what we're all here for, but it's one of the main things I'm here for. And I thought it was great. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I think that for me, it it was tough to follow up last week. I still think that last week, for all of the small gripes we might have about the partner swap, I still think those might be my favorite two legs out of the entire season just because I love the diversity between going out into the Savannah for the first Zimbabwe leg and then going into the city for the second one and I feel like the design was really interesting and there was a lot of placement swapping going on but I agree that for all intents and purposes we basically watched two hours of four teams racing essentially but Putting all that aside, drama and eliminations, as you said, Rob, aside, I had so much fun getting to watch this. I think it just comes from the fact that we have really entertaining teams that are left and... As much as, you know, we might malign the fact that Phil keeps hyping up this most competitive season ever, I really do feel like this can be anyone's game at this point. I mean, I I think it's very rare that you have five teams in a season all get first place, and all five of those teams end up finishing in the top five. Granted, one got eliminated almost right off the bat in this episode, but there was so much placement swapping going on even in these two hours when we knew there wasn't really anything at stake, it really set the the table nicely for us to chow down, hopefully a week from now in that two hour finale.
0: Yeah. You can make a compelling case for each of these four teams. And certainly uh, with Lucas and Brittany who started this leg or this uh, episode in first place that you could have made a case for them being the winners of the season as well. So should be very competitive down the stretch. And you could really uh, imagine a scenario where any four of the teams place uh, anywhere from one to four. So, well, let's uh, talk through it all. I guess we have to start with the dreaded uh, losing the passport with uh, Lucas and Brittany. Uh, Jess, it is a fate you never like to see with an amazing race team, certainly one that was as competitive as uh, Team Ocean Rescue.
1: Yeah, it was a really tough thing to watch, and especially since you knew... They knew exactly where the passport was, and it was just a question of not being able to get to it, I think. I mean, you have spoken to them already, Mm -hmm. Rob. Actually, both of you have spoken to them at this point. Yeah. So you can can feel free to correct me on this, but it seemed like they knew they'd left it on the plane, and they just weren't allowed to go back through security and onto the plane to get it.
0: Yeah. Mike, what was their uh, response to your questions about that?
2: Yeah, from what Lucas told me, it sounded like the it wasn't that it wasn't even just that they couldn't let be let back on the plane. I believe that the plane was being used for another flight. He had said something about how you know, oh, the plane that we left it on had taken off and wasn't going to come back again for another five hours. So even if they could get back onto the plane, the plane was actually not in the Dubai International Airport until it came back from its other flight. So I feel like there was a bunch of factors aside from just there being some very testy TSA agents in the airport saying that you can't get back on the plane
0: mm-hmm. yeah and uh, I also felt like that they were saying that they the crew that they had asked to go back through it they felt like did not do a very thorough job based on the condition in which the plane was in when they got on it <laughs> the first time through that they felt like that the plane they didn't do a they gave it a real once over
2: <laughs> they were not oh, given a nice one star review to whatever airline they took over there I'm glad they didn't <laughs> name it yeah
0: so uh, they weren't really thrilled. Jess, in terms of the teams that have uh, lost a passport on the Amazing Race, is this the most unsatisfying ending for one of those teams?
1: Um, No, I actually think that the show, maybe the show wised up, or maybe it's just really easy to get a temporary document in Dubai. I'm not really sure, but it seemed to me like of all of the episodes where a team has lost their passport this one is the only one where i felt like yeah they might actually get back in there the fact that they were even able mm-hmm. to talk to phil at the end of it really puts them a cut above some of the other teams that have gone through this
2: yeah if we're if we're if we're comparing this to the past i mean we've even had a, you know tony and dallas didn't even make it to the finish line in season 13 because they lost their passports in Russia. I mean, this definitely, you have these situations like Zev and Justin that are very climactic where, you know, they lose it literally right before the pit stop and then get eliminated at, as a result. On the other side, you get uh, someone like Kailani and Lisa. Their names have probably not been mentioned in a good six mm. years, but those were the Vegas showgirls yes, who I remember. left. Yeah. They left their passport at the gas station. And thanks to social media, which was burgeoning even in those days they were able to actually make it out of california so i agree with jess i mean major kudos to them and the crew for being able to expedite a passport and get them there even though it was like pure darkness outside by the time they reached reach that shipyard. Uh I, I still want to commend them because I think this might be the first time, at least in the American edition, that a team has lost their passport, went through the the actual process of getting a passport back, and still made it to the like, to the, you know, the, the site in a relatively good amount of time, all things considered.
1: It's also, I think, the first time that a team has lost a passport in a country other than the one they finished up the race in. And I think every other time that it's happened I think you have um, you have James and Abba in Russia. You have Tony and Dallas in Russia. Yes, our good friends. <laughs> um, you have you have Zev and Justin. I think in Cambodia, everybody was already there at the finish line, having the conversation with Phil about what can we do, and feels like you got to go to the consulate and sort it out. And at this point, I don't think we've ever seen a team lose the passport and then get to another country anyway. Yeah. So I thought that was very interesting.
0: Jess, is this something that amazing race production could work on? Could they get like a duplicate passport for all of the teams or are they very satisfied with the idea of uh, basically uh, first rule of amazing race? If you lose your passport, you're done.
1: Well, think of how many teams have run the amazing race and how many times this has happened. Like this has happened maybe 5 or 6 times and there have been hundreds of people that have competed on this show. I don't think it's that much of an issue that production's really going to care about it a and b I don't think that's legal, Rob. I think you have to have one passport and that's the passport you travel with and you don't travel with a second passport.
2: Okay. All right. Well, there you go. So, Rob, first, it's the it's the first, rule of, it's first cannot, rule of Amazing Race Club. We cannot start amending the rules. They, yeah. they were what we were founded upon.
0: Boy, uh, what a quotable night for Connor. I really felt like oh, this was his coming out party. It seemed like at every turn, Mike, that Connor was just giving us gold after gold after golden quote.
2: Well, I think we found a perfect formula for Connor. I think we need to get Connor onto a wildlife show. Get this guy onto Animal Planet between the camels and the frogs. He was on, and the scorpions. Like, d- d- uh, listen, I would watch a show where just you put Connor in situations where he has to interact with animals. He'd be the next Brian Fella. Yes. <laughs>
0: Stop looking at me, camel. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, don't call it a comeback. Connor's been here all season. I don't know where you guys have been. He has been the unsung star of this season. And personally, like, if Phil wants to take a season off, bring back Connor.
0: No, he was great. He was so great throughout this whole episode. So uh, I felt like that uh, we had the whole thing with the passport. Ultimately, we lose Lucas and Brittany. I, I did think that this was a, uh, a very cutting comment from Jess from uh, Team Big Brother about why they Sounds lost like their karma passport. Karma was kicking
3: in way earlier than I anticipated.
0: <laughs> yeah, karma. That was karma why they lost it. See what happens when you, the, the same thing happened to Paul, got them evicted from the Big Brother house and he lost. Are, is there a hex, a halting hex on no. team, team Big Brother, Mike, that if you do something bad to halting them, that comes back to Halting hex rise.
2: Lucas's passport dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't mess with them. Yeah, this there, there actually might be some sort of curse on this team or anyone who interacts with them. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe that's for good or bad reasons. We'll see what happens. If, if Team Extreme and IndyCar end up losing next week, it might be, be because they're close enough with Jody that they got sort of uh, the, their stigma on them.
1: Did Jody get in bed with the Amazing Race Devil? Whoa! <laughs> oh,
2: no, no.
0: I right, just I can't handle the uh, the negative feedback. <laughs> I, I can't even get into it right now. <laughs> All right. So uh, the teams were going to head to Bahrain, and I do feel like it took a while for this leg of the race to uh, start to get interesting. Uh, we had our first task was to. Uh go and carry a bunch of uh logs
2: around. Uh I, I call this Butch Lockley's five holes. <laughs> yes, Butch Lockley's <laughs> five holes. Yes.
0: Uh, we had a little bit of a debate whether it was better to carry the wood or drag the wood, but uh this didn't do much for me. The get three hundred pounds of uh dead wood around, Jess.
1: Well can we talk about the fact that nobody on this show lifts from the knees? Mm. Like these people are all gonna have to go see their chiropractors when they get back to the States because This looks so painful.
0: Yeah, nobody's doing it right. And so the teams basically all end up getting through it, and then they have to uh, sit in a lot of traffic and go find the King of Halwa, which, Mike, turns out to be some uh, very gross-looking candy.
2: Yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, is this similar to, like, is it like Turkish Delights where it has a very deceptive name but is actually something completely different? And it looks like some (laughs) sort of, I don't know, like, melted ho- caramel i'm not entirely sure i mean i i think it, it sounds good uh, i think they were surprised with how uh how warm it was amidst the climate of bahrain but yeah it did provide for some nice amusing moments for a second where they're just wandering around the streets assuming that they're asking for some sort of leader when it turns out that they're actually looking for candy in a dish jess would you eat king of hawa
1: i i sure would yes. um mediterranean middle eastern candy is great. Mm -hmm. Um, We have this shop in New York um, down around 27th street on the East side. It's called Colustians and they sell a lot of Middle Eastern and Mediterranean spices and they have a lot of stuff in bulk and they have a whole, they have a whole big display case of various varieties of this family of candy. And I have, I'm a little more familiar with the halva, variant of it which is what they do in um israeli culture they have this candy that is made up of um, tahini and ground up sesame and it's very very sweet and my parents are obsessed with it so this is why i know a lot about it but (laughs) you can get this in new york city i have had it and it is delicious okay um
0: (laughs) the teams were in a lot of traffic trying to get to uh their next task Mike, uh, we saw that Jess was trying to clean Cody up so uh, he wouldn't be so dirty. I thought that this was pretty funny. Could you please stop?
3: I'm helping.
4: You're not helping at all.
0: You're embarrassing
4: me in front of my friends.
2: Yeah. <laughs> of course, Cody would think that a, a camera is his friend. He is a fellow machine man, so it's clear that he's just making friends with all of the uh, the devices around him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we have to talk about the fact that several times throughout the episode, people called Cody a cyborg and a robot. And they just kind of laughed it off. But there was something serious underneath that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Are you finding that you think uh, Cody is rather robotic? And by the way, oh, I can't believe we buried the lead because in case anybody is uh, just joining us today, we had some huge news today.
1: Breaking news are happening now.
0: TMZ is reporting that uh, Team Big Brother has officially uh, followed in the footsteps of Team Lucas (laughs) and Brittany, and no, they didn't lose their passport as of this hour. They are now engaged to be wed, Jessica.
1: Oh, boy. Um, I I wish those crazy kids all the best, but I didn't know that um, we had passed a law in this country that um, says it is now legal to marry a robot. Yes. Yes. They're going to have to – maybe they're just having a commitment ceremony or maybe they've figured out a way around it. But I don't think you can legally marry a cyborg.
0: Well, I don't know what the laws are, but uh, congratulations (laughs) – jessica and cody you're embarrassing me in front of my friends
2: no no no, congratulations that'll be his vows right uh we'll see also what he uh comes to 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 the to the altar in because assuming from what we saw in this episode it might just be him completely covered in dirt because that's the way he likes to be
0: he wants to look cool so uh congratulations jess and cody are now engaged to be wed i think a lot of people are reading into this of oh does this mean they uh, aren't going to win because they why did they get engaged here and not at the end of the race I mean they just got out of the big brother house so that just uh, does this speak is this a, a spoiler in any uh, way for you in terms of it getting engaged at this particular moment in time
1: I don't think there's any spoiler implied I, I could see it either way like either they have one and they need to lock it down for some kind of split the money re- related reasons or they didn't win and they're not anticipating being able to lobby it into some kind of publicity push. I don't know. It it could be anything. I don't think we can read too much into it. I think, I think if anything, I'm just surprised that they didn't make it a public spectacle, yeah. um, that we just hear about it later on from TMZ rather than having it happen on a morning well, show. Well, it did
0: happen uh, on their YouTube channel. So, uh if anything yeah, it was at least a you know reason to check it out and one way or another they're going to be doing a lot of press in one week's time. So, uh something else to talk about as they uh you know obviously are very much in love, but you know also you know thinking about what is the next thing going to be for them? Mike
2: yeah, and yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like, let's not look too far into this with how they're going to do in the race unless Cody stepped out of the house and they handed him a ring and said, okay, you better propose at the end. And he just, they lost and he found it was not the right time to do so. That would be the only plausible way that that would have worked out. Otherwise, people propose when they want to propose. I wish them nothing but the best. And uh, yeah, it looks like their proposal karma uh, struck sooner than they thought, probably, thought sooner than we thought.
0: Okay. So uh, congratulations to uh, Jess and Cody. The teams would then go from the uh, Shoywater Suites. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but they went to go to get a look for some trinkets on a treasure hunt in some pots. And uh, just I didn't think that this was that exciting either.
1: No, it definitely wasn't. It was clearly the kind of thing where someone found this pottery place and they wanted to make people make pottery, but the people that ran the pottery place were like, we don't want these gringos anywhere near our expensive pottery equipment. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so they said- well, So instead we'll make-
2: smash them around?
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll just have you make some some like crappy pots that we can smash around and let them hang out in the backyard with a bunch of dollar store trinkets. I think that's much safer.
0: Yeah, they really set this up of like, uh, look at this amazing pottery that it's uh, very, this stuff is all very nice. It would take our teams uh, many, many years to learn how to do this. So we ended up uh, hiding some odds and ends inside of the pots and they can look for them.
2: Yeah, it reminds me of if you play a board game and you like lose the pieces after a while, you're like, Okay, we need to play Monopoly, <laughs> but we lost all the symbols. Okay, here's a thumbtack, I guess that'll be the hat. Uh here's a fingernail, that'll be the car. That's what the that's what the trick sort of reminded me of because they really just seemed like they stuck their hand in the junk drawer of this pottery place <laughs> and just sort of threw things in there. Yeah.
0: I I do feel like that the only thing that turned out to be memorable from this particular task was our judge who told people when that's a match.
2: (laughs) That's a match. Get this guy on Alec Baldwin's match game stat. I feel like we need to cut to him every time there's a match. That's a
1: match. And they used the same shot every single time he said that. So (laughs) you could just use that clip.
0: Yeah, they did like a weird camera angle with him where they did like sort of like the first person POV of uh, him looking you right in the face. That's a match. <laughs> so, yeah, teams are running around. They were frustrated. Eventually, everybody ends up getting it. And so finally, things are about to pick up when we get to our camel task, Jess.
1: Um, I think, you know what I say, anytime we involve livestock, it's a good time on The Amazing Race.
0: Yeah, business is about to pick up because it's time to milk the camel. And Connor uh, really was fantastic. Alex wanted no part of the camel, Mike. Uh, And here comes Connor. And uh, Connor is going to give us some uh, some gold from the
2: camel. So I was like, well, yeah, if you're touching my nether regions, I'm going to hike some knees, too. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I do love the fact that he said that Alex had wanted to participate in no part of this whatsoever, because I felt like he had this Thing before where he's like, "Listen, I've been to Bahrain like ten different times. I'll drive us there." And he was probably like, "I'm good. Listen, I did that, buddy. If you want to hop down to the back seat and uh, milk this camel for me, I think he was getting far too much enjoyment out of just spectating, watching Connor get near camels in other regions."
1: Oh, he was like the band camp girl from American Pie, <clears throat> all episode. Like, this is not near the racetrack. Oh, I think I know where this is. I think it's near the racetrack because I raced in Bahrain like ten times. Oh. Look, there's the racetrack. We're going to go around the racetrack. This one is east of the racetrack. We get it, dude. You've been to Bahrain.
2: (laughs) To be clear, the race never had before. So considering Alex had beaten the amazing race, there is to say something. right? And of
0: all the different uh, ways you could have gotten into an American pie reference at this particular time in CBS (laughs) reality, I did not think that that's where you were going.
1: Uh, Yeah, that is fair.
2: Yeah. Got to get right in there and just milk the taint. Yeah. <laughs> Connor.
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> at least at least Connor knew what he was touching.
0: <laughs> yes. Unlike Jessica, who oh, no. <laughs> did not re- oh. really seem to know much about it. And, and I was really uh, fascinated thinking about what would be the dynamic of Jess and Cody and milking the camel and uh i kind of thought that that uh cody was going to be the one that was going to be totally grossed out and they're like no i'm not doing this no way uh cody did not seem to have a problem with it jess who is um the notorious animal lover she wanted no part of the camel uh Jess, as she said that she once she saw its testicles that was it she was out
1: yeah Camels don't work that way. If you're milking a camel with testicles, you're doing something entirely different. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, Mike, it has been uh long established that uh Team Big Brother, uh Jess from Big Brother has had some uh definitely has a lot of questions about anatomy of mammals. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she's uh she's finding things out one reality show at a time. Uh, if she if she gets onto Survivor with Dr. Mike during an All Star season, I think that will compete the trifecta. She has she has a lot of questions. She doesn't. She seems confused about a, a lot of things. At least she doesn't think that you can get malaria from the camels like Connor did. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, that we don't know. Uh, sh- you may be able to get malaria from a camel. Who knows? I don't have an, a solid answer for that one.
1: I mean, I guess it hasn't been proven that you can't. (laughs) It probably has. Yeah. I think the next show, the next reality show that Jessica's going to wind up on is, like, about a year from now, she's going to wind up on TLCs I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant.
0: Oh, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Oh, Look, there's a lot of things she does know and a lot of things she doesn't know. Bless
1: their hearts, Jess. I I got nothing. Like, did you take high school biology? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of that that's part of the
0: charm that she doesn't know she doesn't know how these things happen
2: yeah i mean she was out she was too busy petting cats in high school to learn anything about high school biology
1: she is charming for many reasons uh but but the general lack of awareness about biological parts she probably you know there's no reason to suspect she does not have these things on her own body hmm
0: yeah that uh, didn't slow Cody down. He got right in there. Um, we didn't... Whoa! No, I'm talking about the camel. I'm talking about the camel, <laughs> Jess.
2: <laughs> he, sure. he, even, he even drank the milk, which, again, if this was a male camel, it would be much more admirable than, than I think we initially thought. Yeah,
0: so uh, there you go. The camel was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> we didn't see too much of uh, Christy and Jen uh, with the camel and uh, Henry and Evan. Uh, they got it pretty quickly as well.
2: Speaking towards animals, did you guys notice the Falcon cam over the course of the entire leg? Yeah, what was with Falcon cam, Mike? Uh, I don't know. I was hoping in true Joe Schmo show season two style, there would be a Falcon twist and one team would be able to come back. But alas, it was not there. But yeah, it seemed like they just strapped a GoPro to a Falcon or like a remote control Falcon and flew it around for transitional shots. I don't know if this was the... Um, the Falcon that appeared at the pit stop that seemed to have some disdain for Evan and Henry, maybe showing as much disdain as the other teams feel towards Evan at this point, but it was, it was an interesting transition.
0: Yeah. Jess, is the Falcon some sort of like a national animal
1: for, uh, Bahrain? I don't, I don't know of any particular allegiance that the Falcon has to Bahrain, I mean, but the guy had one at the pit yeah, stop, but it's not the first time we've seen a Falconer grow as a task greeter, either. Hmm. Yeah. I and mean, it is the season, but I know we've seen them in the past. Yeah. So the teams,
0: uh, ultimately made it to the tree of life, uh, which is a tree that's in the the middle of nowhere. Somehow it is doing well. Nobody can explain it. Just, do you have any theories on the tree of life?
1: Well, it, I don't know if it's anything like the tree of life that's in the middle of Disney's animal kingdom, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm guessing that it's got a very intricate, root network that picks up all of the moisture out of the out of the ground um i don't really know anything about trees of life but it looked fairly extensive
2: if it's if it's part of the tree of life of animal kingdom that means the navi have something to do with it considering its recent expansion <laughs> into pandora oh wow uh mike bloom
0: trying to get T Dub listening to uh this podcast
2: <laughs> that was my goal for seven episodes rob we finally made, we made it. it
0: we made it Okay, so we did get some great trolling, Jess, of uh, Phil continuing to neg Connor after they win $7,500 each on this leg of the race. Phil has a question for Connor in terms of what he would do uh, with this prize money. That's enough rent for a while. You I can, can get... smell the cash. Yeah. <laughs> you, can get, you can get out of Alex's house, maybe rent your own place for a while. This Phil is so hung up on this.
1: Yeah, I don't know what Phil's fascination with it is, but I hope it continues forever.
2: <laughs> uh, and it's really funny there's a secret scene of the two of them and jess and cody during the, the second leg this week where phil says like uh jess and cody and they're so in love connor do, <laughs> does this inspire you do you think you could ever find someone who treats you
1: that way even like, though you live on your friend's couch like a hobo like,
0: what was the like prep that they gave phil on <laughs> alex and connor like did the producer say like okay oh uh, we got this guy alex he's an IndyCar champion." And then there's, like, his lackey loser douche (laughs) friend that's just, like, tagging along with him this season. Like, Alex is, like, really great. He's a real big gap. But you could just, like, make fun of Connor whenever you want. (laughs) Phil just seems to, this is just, like, his go-to whipping boy all season.
1: Well, and at this point, uh, Alex is sticking up for Connor. Like you hear him say, I don't mind having him on my couch. I like living with him. It's not a hardship, Phil. Maybe put it away. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He's like, uh, you know, it works for us. So it's a really good thing. Like, no, but seriously, Alex, tell us really. (laughs) how, How much does it suck living with Connor? (laughs)
2: I I really want Alex and Connor to win now so Connor can yell to Phil, I'm buying your couch. Now you won't have a couch because I'll be sleeping on it. Mm -hmm. Screw you, Phil. All
0: right. Well, we get to our uh, second leg of the race. and It starts to become a a little bit obvious here that we have three teams that seem to get along just, and we talked about this last week about uh, why the disdain for, Evan and Henry. It feels like uh, that they are being singled out.
1: Well, There always is that one team, it seems like, and it's never easy to watch when you have a team that the other teams just don't like. And it seems like maybe things just shook out a certain way where you had several teams that wanted to team up together and they happen to be kind of the most competent racers, and so they're up at the top. You have these other competent racers that maybe didn't realize that they should be teaming up, and By the time they did realize it, they've already kind of cast the die. And I think we've discussed before that Evan doesn't come across as the warmest person. And I think that is probably a lot of what plays into the enmity that we're getting from the other three teams. But I also think that it's probably not quite as awful as the editing is making it out to be, because if the editing didn't play that up they wouldn't have a story to tell yeah mike this plays out when all
0: the teams are at the airport waiting to go to thailand and evan and henry get up from the group and say "Oh, we're gonna look into a different flight than you guys and everybody is like there is no other flight you idiot losers and uh they go on on their own to think about it and this really fosters this bond between these three other teams
2: yeah, I don't want to get too much into to the edit corner of it all, but I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I think Henry and Evan are making the final three. I feel like it's very, very rare that we get these sort of, not necessarily packs, but outright talk between teams of, oh, it would be great if these three teams were in the final three, and then those three teams end up being the final three. I think the most prevalent example is season 21, where you have like, oh, there's this three group of teams that all love each other, and then there's the Beekmans. And not only do the Beekmans sort of, end up barreling through that alliance, but they end up winning the whole thing. So I don't know if that speaks towards Henry and Evan actually winning the entire thing, but I feel like from the story we're being told, you know, it it made, it sort of parlayed into how Henry and Evan sort of because they weren't really interacting with anybody, they might have gotten left behind to the task and as a result came in last place, but I feel like that click of three is not going to make the finals intact.
0: Okay, do you care to go out on a tree of life limb and say, which one of these three teams will be on the outside looking in of the final three?
2: Ooh, that's a good question, because like my initial my impulse is saying Alex and Connor because they're kind of sloppy, like they're but they're doing really well, which is why it's sort of that's what Alex my- says
0: about Connor as a roommate.
2: Yeah, as long as he gets the rent in on time and he doesn't leave the fridge open so the camel milk goes bad, uh, that gets you malaria. But I, I feel like they're they're like overall they're probably not like the cleanest group of racers. That would probably go to Team Extreme, who has done better consistently, but they've also gone on a bit of a recent tear. So I don't know. Maybe maybe a team like Jess and Cody, who have been doing okay but not too terribly well. I guess that would be my pick right now for who's most likely to finish in fourth place. I feel like Team Extreme is guaranteed final three, no matter what. I I feel like that, again, apologies if I'm going too much down the edit rabbit hole, but I feel like that whole... They keep stating that you know only three female-female teams have won. If we didn't have them at least in the finals, that storyline would feel a little bit unsatisfying.
0: We were so off on the edit reading in Amazing Race 29 that I don't think it's necessarily uh, spoiler territory by any stretch of the imagination because how bad we are at it with uh, recent seasons of the Amazing Race. But just I kind of feel like that, uh, even though Mike feels like that Team Extreme is a lock, I almost feel like that I could see them being first or I could see them being fourth. I thought that it was very cocky to show them saying in the edit this week of, uh, well, we know we're going to be in the final three and it's just a question of which two other teams are going to be there with us.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of with you on this, Rob. I think we keep every single leg. We keep reinforcing. They've never dipped below third place. Yes. They never dipped below third place. Not to the once. Point where I thought, I thought maybe they were going out at four at the end of this second half, because just because of the way they keep hammering home how competent and excellent these guys are as racers, I could certainly see them going out at four just because, oh, that's the first time, you know, the same way we have the teams that never win a leg and make the finals and end up winning it all. They say like the only leg that matters is the last one. And there's your first place finish. Finally, I could see that being a story, but I could also see like, sentimentally, I feel like Alex and Connor are kind of doomed just because it frequently is the team with the biggest personalities that we like the best Mm -hmm. that end up going out at the final four. Yeah,
0: we'll see. We'll see. Could go uh, any number of ways uh, in the finale, which is uh, a fun thing to watch out for next week. Okay, so. We're going to get to Thailand, and uh, teams were in this sort of a weird bus where you couldn't really <laughs> communicate with the driver, created
2: a lot of problems. Uh, to Connor, though, it was a spaceship, so a spaceship. he was he was <laughs> off the mark to begin with. I don't know if he was planning to become like the first American to take a Thai spaceship into the stratosphere, but I guess he was sorely disappointed then.
1: He's channeling Charlie Day in the Lego movie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> spaceship! <laughs>
2: spaceship!
0: So, ultimately, teams are going to get lost, but they get to a place where they get to find a woman and give her some sort of a uh, a bracelet, Jess.
1: Yeah, I think this was kind of a yawner of a Filler. task, but I, I think it was, I, it was worth showing the grounds. It was obviously a really beautiful place that they were in, and you got to see the little elephant statues, and the flower garlands are kind of a traditional thing in Thailand. And so I I didn't hate this just because I was gawking at the scenery.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I I buy into the Thai version of The Bachelor. It seems like it really has legs. (laughs) All
1: right.
0: Let's talk about size it or seize it. Basically, you have to go and measure an elephant or go and catch 20 frogs. And so uh, both animal-related tasks, one was going to be more of the physical task of uh, chasing those bullfrogs around, and the other one was going to be more of seemingly a math challenge of figuring out the dimensions of this elephant, where Team Yale felt like that this one was going to be up their alley, Jess. Uh, They felt like they were going to be able to go and measure the elephant and their Ivy League education was going to get them done with this task very quickly.
1: And it turned out that that was really not the case. And it was down to one tiny little attention to detail
0: math error. Mm-hmm. So, well, was it a I, math error or was it a measuring error?
1: I can't remember what they ended up saying. I think they, oh, right. It was one measuring error that they got wrong the same way twice. Yeah, Because then they, they measured it the third time and they got a different number and that ended up being what it was. Yeah,
0: where it was Evan had done the measuring and then Henry did the math and then they got the wrong answer. And then Henry, I felt bad for him that he like very sheepishly like tried to say when Evan said, well, well do you think it's the math or the measuring? And Henry was kind of like, well, I don't think it was the
2: math. And she was oh. like, why? why? Why did you
0: think it was the math?
2: Yeah, that was a uh, that was a bit of a chilling moment. But again, it works for the two of them. Uh yeah, it really shows that with when it comes down to four teams, especially with these four teams, any little mistake can set a person behind. What I really liked about this leg was, you know, you had Team Extreme who I would say this was definitely their worst leg so far in terms of making mistakes, even though they still didn't finish out of the, the top three. Uh But, you know, they got bumped up because of this. You had Jess and Cody fall behind because of getting lost and not being able to, to find the woman to get the garland to, but then they got ahead. Alex and Connor fell behind due to the frogs, but then they got ahead. There was a lot of placement shifting, but I would say that I guess this was really the nail in Team Yale's coffin. They really were not able to catch up afterwards because once you got on that elephant, you could only go as fast as the elephant during that second half of the task. I guess that was was sort of like its inherent downside as opposed to the frogs, which you had somewhat control
1: over. Yes, would you classify this as a five hole for Team Yale? Well, I don't think it's ever been said that Team Yale were mathematics majors. Um, I think an Ivy League degree is only worth what the degree is in. Just like any other college degree, and honestly, I didn't see I didn't see anything out of Evan that made me think she was going to murder anybody. I feel like this is a little overstated. She's she's intense for sure, but I think she's getting a really bad rap.
0: Yeah, uh, I thought that Henry seemed a little a little scared when she uh, asked, you know, why do you assume that it was my side that was the mistake? Why don't we check your math? The math did check out though for Henry.
1: Yeah, well, and it's easier to check the math than it is to do all the measurements again. So you might as well do the math again and make sure that that's what it is before you climb back up onto the elephant, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Ultimately, on the other side of things, uh, we saw Alex and Connor really struggling with trying to find the, uh, the bullfrogs while Cody really seemed to take to it like nothing. Mike, do you think that it was because Cody and Jessica spent so much time in the frog costumes in Big Brother Nineteen that they had a this uh, a sense of what it took to
2: be a frog? Oh yes, it was a real vetoed five hole here, Rob. <laughs> where they, if if only if, you know, if Jason was on a uh, team IndyCar for some reason, maybe he'd be able to help them keep pace. But yeah, Cody was for lack of a better term like a machine i mean he was also on all fours just like meticulously crawling through the mud and i also just loved him pairing with jessica who basically just refused to do the task entirely she it was very much out of her comfort zone was a little checked out yeah
0: just but then i thought with alex and connor it was like uh cody was like finding these frogs like nothing alex and connor had nothing and then all of a sudden it's like they finish at the same time i don't understand how alex and connor caught up to cody so quickly
1: Well, I think there's a learning curve to it, and it just – it makes for a better story if – Cody is super good at this stuff, especially if you're a Big Brother fan and you have it in the back of your head that he was dressed as a frog for so long. I think that's funnier. I think Alex and Connor probably had a moment where they couldn't do it, and then they were like, oh, yeah, I guess we can do it after all. I mean, how many times have we seen this on Amazing Race where they cut to commercial mm-hmm. on, this is impossible, <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, I can do this.
2: Yeah, yeah it, re- it really becomes prevalent on doing these two-hour blocks, especially back-to-back-to-back. You realize how much this convention is done, even over the course of one episode.
0: Yeah, they had a particularly uh, a bad one with in the first hour where Henry and Evan were like, oh, we can't figure anything out with these clay pots. Where's all this stuff? And like Henry was sort of like wobbling around and then the camera like kept pointing at the sun, which is like just like a code for, oh, I'm going to pass out. Uh, but then yeah. he was
2: fine. Going going full Floyd is what we say after last season.
1: <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs>
0: All right, so and then uh, Christine Jen, uh, they didn't really have much problems uh, with uh, measuring the elephant. They were very proud of themselves that they got through that task uh, quicker than Henry and Evan. And just and that's the thing with this Ivy League education, because then anytime you fail at something by somebody who paid less for their education, they get to really rub it in your face.
1: Yeah, it's true. And I think if, if you're going to brand yourself with your college, you better be prepared to have people laugh at you when you fail. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the best example of this, like back in Amazing Race 17, we had a team, um, and you had your final three was Nat and Cat were amazing. Brooke and Claire, who were probably the biggest personalities we've ever had on the show. Then you had this really forgettable young couple team. And the only defining characteristic they had was that the male half of the team had gone to Notre Dame. (laughs) And he put it into every single conversation he had. And you're just kind of sitting there like, this is not an Ivy League school. I mean, it's a good school, I guess. But you seem a little inordinately proud of this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So – I think anytime you bring your education into it, you better be prepared to have it backfire on you. It's like the ultimate five hole. (laughs) Yeah. So the teams uh, then would head out to
0: go uh, to this roadblock, uh, which involved eating the scorpions here at this uh, restaurant. And uh, I thought that this was a pretty fun task. I actually tried to uh, show this to Dominic today. I thought oh, that he would get a kick out of it, and he did not. He did not enjoy it, and wanted me to turn it but, off. But
2: but but, Rob, it, Connor mentions Transformers. You think that he would love that part? No, no. They have oh no, to. Terminators. Terminators. Terminator. What I was thinking of.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, he actually, uh, when Alex was eating the scorpions, they put them on Connor, and this is what he had to say
2: hunkering underneath a large animal of the desert squeezing its nipples sorry, I'm
1: sorry.
0: That, that's wrong, <laughs> wrong <laughs> it's the sorry, wrong that's animal right. connor uh keep that in you know keep that in there because i forgot to play that clip before uh this is what connor said this about guy just me. boom right on my nips yeah see i i mean how many different clips i have all these clips about connor talking about nipples how do I know which one was, was the camel and which one was the scorpion, Jess?
1: I, I think you just have to kind of assume that Connor's got a nipple quote for every occasion.
2: Yeah. They're, they're, I'm really excited. Now we have a hook for Connor's critters. Is like, what nipples will Connor relate the animals to next? <laughs> Yeah,
1: I want this show so badly. This is the only thing I want.
2: <laughs> he said that the, the scorpions were like moving
0: around on his nipples, and he felt like it was like the Terminator, and, uh, these, all these
2: little <laughs> legs on him. <laughs> uh, I, now, I, I didn't, I didn't watch that director's cut, Rob. I don't know if you did, where the Terminator yeah, was I crawling was around on uh, on everyone's nipples. <laughs> yeah,
0: James Cameron might have been too busy with the Tree of Life to get those extra <laughs> shots for the scorpions.
1: Wow, such a Cameron-heavy podcast tonight. <laughs> and not even my
0: Big Brother celebrity recap from earlier this week was not even that Cameron-heavy. But we <laughs> had this task with now Team Big Brother is going to show up and uh, that this was, you know, uh, shades of Willie from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Mike, to have... <laughs> <laughs> Jess just was screaming about having the scorpions on her.
2: Cody! Um, Yeah, they didn't have to eat any monkey brains, though Cody probably would have plowed through them. I don't know, I kind of love this arc, though, where when they're driving into Sungtao before, Jess is like, you know what? This is the most beautiful place I think we've ever been. I love this. And then as they're exiting the roadblock, Jess says, yeah, you remember how I said this was my favorite place? I'm kind of regretting that now, because now she's sort of been through hell and back. You know, she got to see a cat in Bahrain, but then she had to go deal with the bullfrog, heavy pond, and then watch a bunch of scorpions crawl all over her neck. Jess, would you
0: rather have eaten the scorpions or had them crawling on you? Um,
1: one hundred percent, I would rather eat them. Oh, interesting. What about you, Mike?
2: Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. I would. I would. I'm up for. Even though you have uh, joked about my palate beforehand, I'll I'll try anything. So I think I'd be fine with it yeah the scorpions crawling all over you is odd and i don't know if that's tied into the culture as much as the scorpions and the bullfrogs i don't know if they like if you're on on a wait for the restaurant they put the scorpions on you in the meantime maybe it's some sort of like buzzer that they have at Panera sometimes (laughs) (laughs)
0: like your table your table stings you when your table is ready (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: exactly (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised between the two of us, Mike, we haven't brought this up yet, but this is a task that is conceptually lifted from the last season of Amazing Race Canada. Oh, yeah. um, Where we had a task where one person had to do the roadblock, which involved counting a certain number of bugs in a terrarium. Mm -hmm. And the part that they didn't know about was that their partner was going to have to have their head in the terrarium with the bugs crawling all over them while – this was going on and it turned out that one of the racers had a, an extreme phobia to things crawling on his face and then ended up having to be the person who was crawled upon. It was very hard to watch. Um, not even in an entertaining way, like you might arguably say that Jess was this leg um, and it would turn out to be a really great, piece of leg design apart from that where you thought that the person doing the roadblock was going to have to do the heavy lifting involving the gross thing. And turns out you both have a part to play. So I really loved it. And I think I like it best because it is one of those tasks that's designed to punish the person who's kind of consciously being dead weight.
0: Yeah. I thought this was a, a very fun task in terms of its design also for the record, I think I would rather have had the scorpions on me rather than eat the scorpions because I think it would have. Uh, I think I like it's like it seems like more passive. Like, I feel like I could just sort of mentally check out more to having the things on me. I feel like that they weren't moving around that that much as long as you weren't flexing your nipples. I think that I probably could have just uh, like zoned out and not thought about it. Whereas I feel like eating them would have been a more Conscious, uh unpleasant experience. So that's where I would have been. But I do think that if I was running the race with Nicole, I would have definitely have had to have been the person eating them and she mm. would have been just <laughs> screaming.
2: Yeah. And I do love also that they uh name check Joey chest sort of name-check Joey Chester. I believe Connor calls him <laughs> Joey Hot Joe, but Dog. you know what? Close, close enough. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) Uh,
0: Henry and Evan, they had a pretty uneventful uh, run through this task. I thought that maybe uh, that uh, Evan might have had some difficulty, but they sort of cut away and then cut back. And she was sort of like, uh, you know, wiping her mouth with the napkin. No problems there. And then uh, really uh, no problems for uh, Christy or Jen either with this task. And uh, the teams were all on their way to the pit stop here. Well, Uh, I think Rob, the
1: underreported story is how totally blasé Henry was with the scorpions on him. Like, he just gave a full confessional, totally relaxed, like, oh, it's just a thing I do. NBD got some scorpions.
2: Yeah, and and that's the thing that again, like a lot of people say that Henry is so laze da about uh, about life. I suppose that like this is an example of it. And in a secret scene this week, uh, apparently he started petting the scorpions, which they were instructed specifically not to do. So uh, yeah, their table could have been ready; they could have gotten stung, um, much much to their chagrin, I'm sure.
0: Just do we know were these scorpions like uh, defanged or whatever, de stingered in terms of like that? They they were no harm right
1: i have to imagine that there any actual risk factor would have been somehow mitigated but i don't think we were ever told they were de-stingered um and this is not the first time we've done dangerous things with scorpions on the amazing race either Mm. so i think i think we have eaten them in the past and i know Mm. we had an episode um, I think season 22, where they had to put the scorpions in their mouth.
2: Yes. Yes. If you remember Joey's, his pincers, his pincers, like that sound bite is stuck in my head forever just because ke- they kept playing it over and over and over again over the course of Amazing Race 22. Okay. Yeah, this
1: was Joey YouTube, not Joey Hot Dogs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, not Joey Hot Dogs.
0: <laughs> so uh, the teams end up uh going to go and check in Alex and Connor pull off the daily double. This time they're gonna win a trip for two to uh Curacao. And uh Phil does not have any biting words for uh Connor this time around, Mike.
2: Yeah, though he does say like Curacao, we get a nice moment from them of like where is that? He's like, it's in the Caribbean, it's romantic, and I think it seemed to imply like it's romantic, so Connor, you better put out because you've been sleeping on his couch the entire time.
0: Yeah, well, Connor does know when to turn up the wick.
1: <laughs> I, th- I thought the comment was more like, I guess Alex is going to take this one because he probably has a girlfriend where, Connor, you would just be alone on the beach and it would be very sad.
2: <laughs> Connor, you take the couch cushion with you because that's clearly the thing the only thing you're hugging anytime soon. I mean...
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know why Phil picks on Connor so much. I feel like that Alex is much more of the zero personality of this team.
2: Which is why he picks on Connor, is because Connor's like, I think we talked about this a while ago. Like, Connor's ready to serve that volleyball right back. I think he's totally willing to play along, which is why Phil, I think, keeps feeding into it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Team Big Brother, they are going to be uh Team Number Two this week, uh, and they are right there. Uh, that just tries to say like, oh, we probably would have been Number One if I wasn't such a zero on this leg of the race. Uh, I think that sometimes that she just is looking for, you know, uh, Cody to say like, no, you're not. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say anything bad about you. You're the best.
1: I don't think Cody is the kind of guy that goes in for that kind of reassurance.
0: Yeah, no, he doesn't need any reassurance. I think that Jess is like,
1: "Oh, I sucked this time, babe." They're like, no, you didn't. You were
0: awesome. You're
1: the best. Does he sound like Lego Batman? Yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he, Lego Batman. I think is a good comp for Cody.
1: So, does everybody have a Lego equivalent then? If like, if if Connor is the spaceship guy. Yeah.
2: yeah let's let let's recast the lego movie featuring cast members of the amazing race 30 <laughs> okay uh who's joey hot dog oh god joey Hot. well who is who is all consuming uh i i have no idea i mean you have to i'm thinking of like who's gonna play good cop bad cop who has a very temperamental personality Brittany. <laughs> yes Brittany can be good cop bad cop okay
0: This could be uh, its own podcast that we could uh, cast all of the (laughs) um, all twenty two cast members from the season. So uh, Christy and Jen are going to uh, check in at number three. Jessa, again, they're still crowing about beating Team Yale at math.
1: Yeah, they need to tone it down. I I mean, I think there's probably a lot of things you could beat Team Yale at. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess good for them. I, I would say they didn't beat them at math as so much as they beat them at measuring if we want to split hairs. Yes. But, I mean, they're still sticking to that top three. And I think it's going to be very telling at the beginning of the next leg. Like, I think we're going to we're going to see whether that top three thing is a curse or a blessing.
0: Yeah. And then we got, again, another heavy dose of all three of those teams. Like, yeah, we all really like each other. There's just one team that doesn't fit in. And you would think that after their, you know, uh, big brother experience, you know, Justin Cody would know all about, OK, oh, OK, oh, whoever the team that's ostracized, that's the team that the fans are going to root for. Uh, but there are, n- nobody is uh, trying to lean away from this, Mike.
2: No, I mean, now they finally have the chance to play things on the other side, right? They mm-hmm. can start putting on the tutus and banging around the pots and pans. So they're going to take advantage of the opportunity.
0: Yeah. Hey, everybody, let's gang up on this one team nobody likes. And then uh, that's going to be Team Yale. And you know what, Just I like Team Yale.
1: I do, too. I think I would honestly be happy with a win out of any of these teams.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed, so, agreed. We'll see. All right. So here we go. We're into our final four. And so you want to uh, go and make our picks? Do we want to do we want to call our shot here?
1: Yeah, I think that's okay.
0: OK. Should we go full on call one two three four in terms of the the placement and see who gets the closest?
1: Um, I think that's I would be okay with that. I mean, we've already kind of covered four. Okay, so Uh, maybe we should just call our top three.
0: Okay, well, I don't know. Let's just get it down. uh, Well, I guess uh, having our top three would. uh, Yeah, that's (laughs) true. Would that? I
1: didn't go to Yale. I don't know math.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right, Mike. Do you have this top of mind? I feel like I still need to think it through. All
2: right. I guess I can sort of filibuster while you figure it out. Uh, Yeah. So I'm between. That's your superpower. Yeah, exactly. To blather on uh, for no with no particular substance whatsoever. That truly is my superpower. Uh, So I guess uh, I'm so I'm still between Jess and Cody and Alex and Connor for fourth place. I, I, now I'm sort of buying into what Jess is saying about the biggest personalities going out for it. So I feel like Alex and Connor might finish in that fourth slot, which is sad because they have been probably the most entertaining team across at least the last few episodes of the race. So now we're left to a top three. I feel like, give me Jess and Cody third, Henry and Evan second, and I got to go with my draft pick, Christy and Jen in first place. Okay, so so give me that one, one more time, I Uh, Sure. So,
0: place.
2: Yeah. So, extreme in first place. uh, Yale second place. Big Brother third place. IndyCar bringing up the rear. Okay, Jess, how do you have it?
1: Okay. Um, Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go a different way. I think Christy and Jen definitely have a good winner's arc, and I could buy them as winners absolutely. But I'm going to go a different way with this. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Team IndyCar goes out fourth.
0: Okay.
1: I'm putting Christy and Jen third. I'm putting Big Brother second, and I'm calling a Henry and Evan win.
0: Wow. That'd be exciting.
1: If only because my fantasy draft team is tanking about as badly as yours did, Rob, <laughs> and the only <laughs> way I can redeem it is if I get a Henry and Evan win.
0: Okay. Is that because you drafted them, or is that because you yes. uh, just from your rooting
1: interest? I, I drafted them. I mean, I don't know if I have a particular rooting interest. I think all these teams are great. I think it's going to be an exciting finale no matter what. Yeah, but. That's where I'm going with it.
0: Okay, so I think you guys talked me into IndyCar coming in fourth place. I think we are all in agreement of that's how it's going to go. So I feel like that the moral victory for Henry and Evan is to crack the top three. But I think that's as far as they get. I've got Big Brother in second place. And then I think that Christy and Jen end up pulling out the win. So it's uh, the same as Mike, but I am swapping Big Brother and Evan and Henry. And then uh, I have one and four the same.
2: Good. So you just sort of swapped a couple of answers on my test and then handed it into the teacher, right. essentially, what you did.
1: Yeah, exactly. So why don't we think Big Brother is going to win? I think
0: that the history of The Amazing Race is that the crossover team never is going to win this show, Jess. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of what I was thinking as well. I kind of, especially after this past episode, I kind of have them in a Brentel space in my head, and we know mm-hmm. how Brenchel does on The Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and, and um,
2: I would say as well that You know they they got they got a first place in the very beginning and they've gotten a couple of second a few second places but I feel like before this most recent leg they were actually sort of the the bottom G dot of the last uh, (laughs) half of this season you know they were finishing in like sixth sixth fifth fifth fourth Uh, and so I, I feel like they could be a team where. Any combination of the other three teams are in the final three with them. I could see a situation sort of like what you were describing before with Brenchel in the, the Vegas final leg like in season 24, where they get behind, whether it's because of a task or because of navigation, and they just aren't able to catch up as much as, you know, they, they fruitlessly try to. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So we'll see how it all plays out Uh, next Wednesday night, where we will get our two hours of amazing race. Presumably uh, we'll lose one team in the first hour and then have three teams racing into the second hour. And then we'll have exit interviews with all four of the teams on the podcast. Uh, All right. Of course, uh, be sure to check out Mike's interview with the team ocean spray over on
2: parade.com. Uh, Mike, what else do you have in the uh, podcast hopper these days? Uh, so it's been hopping a bunch, uh, just like a scorpion hops around the desert. Uh, uh, so the I've been doing, I, or the frog, yeah, I, either or, just like a frog hops around in a rice paddy.
1: I thought they crossed the river together with the scorpion on the frog's back.
2: Yeah, I'm. Su- I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't tie into the story that much, but I guess maybe that was like a Fable. clue that the racers were. Yeah, they were supposed to understand, but they didn't. Even, it, that's when karma comes around uh, much sooner than they thought. But uh, yeah, so I'm doing Exit Press for Top Chef, Amazing Race, and Celebrity Big Brother, which has been a lot of fun so far. And I'm doing podcasts about Top Chef, RuPaul's Drag Race, and I am working on a, a very special reality TV Rehap ups podcast that uh we might want to pull that sound clip of the that's a match guy because we'll be probably using utilizing something similar to that when we uh when i talk with some reality tv wrap up stars in a podcast soon to be uh debuted this weekend
0: okay very exciting stuff of course uh jess and i we got chance to talk through the star trek discovery season one finale we made it jess
1: we got all the way through to episode 15
0: yes uh boy, if they had that spore drive on the Amazing Race, they could be uh bouncing around all over the place.
1: I think that's the ultimate express pass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be good. Uh you could just get rid of all the air travel. You don't have to worry about passports anymore uh once you get that spore drive working.
1: Let's do the spore drive really raises some interesting questions about customs.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah this could be a, a whole game changer for uh, in terms of the Amazing Race. Uh and then just uh The Walking Dead, it's time to uh talk about uh the shocking development soon uh from the world of The Walking Dead coming up very soon.
1: Yeah, we got 10 days till the premiere. I'm very excited.
0: Yeah, it's all it's all happening. It's all happening, but uh between now and then we've got a Amazing Race finale to figure out. So, uh looking forward to that. All right, so uh Jess and Mike, uh, thank you both so much. Uh, follow Mike on Twitter at a Mike Bloom type and Jess is at Haymaker Hattie and stay tuned because my interview with Team Ocean Rescue is coming up right after this. And before we get to our Amazing Race exit interview, I'm going to take a moment and talk about our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. And as I told you at the top of the show, our friends over at Swap.com. Now, last week on The Amazing Race, we had our partner Swap. And Swap.com is even more exciting than The Amazing Race partner swap because swap.com allows you to get awesome discounts on gently used clothes and even new clothes with tags swap.com over 2 million unique items to shop swap.com is the largest online consignment and thrift store for women Men and children between six to ten thousand new items are added daily. In fact, swap.com has hundreds of thousands of items for men, women, and children that are still new with tags, which means that they've been never worn and the tag is still on them. They've got a ton of great brands over ten thousand brands that the whole family can enjoy, including The Gap, Calvin Klein, Zara, J. Crew seven for all mankind and many more. And they've got discounts of up to 80 to 90% off the average retail on the popular brands without sacrificing quality or style. If you've got kids like I do, that they grow out of these clothes so fast, it's a great way to go. If something doesn't fit, you can enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. No questions asked. Stop driving to the store. Stop sifting through the rack shop millions of clothes in seconds on swap.com with up to 80 to 90 percent off average retail prices on top brands you'll stretch your dollar even further without sacrificing quality or style swap.com makes it simple and seamless to shop online you could use filters and sort by price brand and condition to find exactly what you want quickly and swap.com carefully screens each item received to ensure it's in pristine condition before going on the site. Plus, you could feel good about the purchases you're making on Swap.com, knowing that shopping secondhand keeps clothes out of the landfill. It's crazy how much people pay for new brand name clothes. Get 40% off with our promo code sitewide on your first order. Go to Swap.com, use promo code RHAP40, That's 40% off site-wide for your first order using the promo code rajp 40 That discount is through March 31st, so hurry up and go to Swap.com today. Some item exclusions may apply. All right, so uh, you heard our recap with Jess and Mike. Lots of fun there. Let's get into our exit interview with Team Ocean Rescue. We've got Lucas and Brittany on the line. Let's go ahead and patch them in. Lucas and Brittany, are you there? Hey Rob, how are you? how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Good, (laughs) good. All right. Uh, So disappointed to see the race end this way for you guys, because you had a really strong run here on the Amazing Race, and hate to see a really strong team lose the race uh, because of a passport issue. Yeah,
4: that's an unfortunate way to go, something that will probably haunt me for quite a bit of time. Um, (laughs) But... You know, it is what it is. We had a great time. We won two fabulous trips, places that, you know, we would love to go to, and we're going to be able to go and hang out. So um, we're happy on that. I mean, we still have a positive experience to an extent on the race.
0: Okay. Except for that passport issue. So (laughs) I know it's a painful issue, but just to talk it through, if you don't mind. So what exactly happened? You guys got on the plane, and then you lost the passport on the plane? So um, uh, we left the travel agency. And we found a flight that was going to
4: land in Bahrain an hour before anybody else. But all the other teams also chose to change their flights and go on to that. So basically, all the teams caught up to each other. The difference was that that flight had another connection. So we were going to fly from Halare to Abu Dhabi, I think it's called, and then have a connection flight to go to Dubai, and then from Dubai go to Bahrain. And um, what ended up happening is we made the first flight. And then on the connection to Dubai, we were uh, held up because of uh, airplane issues and some other things that went around uh, on the plane. And we had to rush out to get our connection flight, which they were already boarding. Once we arrived inside that flight, um, I got there first. I put my passport down, tried to put my bag on the overhead bin, sat down. Brittany went to the bathroom to change because she had a tank top and we were going to a Middle Eastern country. She had to change into a long sleeve shirt. So usually what I end up doing is I ended up giving her my passport. She puts it in the fanny pack, and we have no issues. Well, this time she went to the bathroom. I was in charge of the fanny pack. (laughs) Put the passport in the front little drawer of where you put the pocket, where you put the magazines, and absolutely forgot about it. And um, when we finally landed in Dubai, thought nothing of it, went to get my uh, connection ticket and realized I didn't have my passport, immediately ran to the boarding gate of the previous flight, which they were boarding already, and uh, asked to please be put back on the plane to find my passport. They refused because of, obviously, of A regulations. I asked them to please check the seats. They looked. They said they couldn't find anything. I said, sir, it's got to be there. Now, on the flight prior, we did have dirty diapers and some other stuff on the flight, so I knew there weren't thoroughly. I sat in she, Bernie sat in vomit. Bernie sat in vomit, so I knew.
3: It was a you, you sat in vomit? I sat in and then immediately realized there was a dirty diaper in front of me, and it was... So they weren't <laughs> thoroughly cleaning and
4: checking those planes, so I knew it was there, and it was... But we just... didn't trust their
3: judgment when they said...
4: So uh, I watched that plane leave the gate, and at that moment understood that I was not going to see my passport. That plane was in a land seven hours later, and I knew the connection flight to Berlin was in about an hour away, so yeah at that point, I had a feeling our race was lost, but at this point, I didn't care. I wanted a at least a passport to get to the United oh. States because nobody had visas to go into dubai we didn't we didn't we weren't permitted to be in Dubai. we mm-hmm. were just gonna do a connection flight and leave Dubai, which made things a little bit more complicated,
0: yeah. I know. It's a a bitter pill to swallow. Uh, Brittany, would they have been better off if you guys would have just given your passports to Team Big Brother to hold on the plane? Would that have been a a better way to go?
3: Um, You know, we're responsible for our passports, and, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't there to watch Lucas put his passport away. So, (laughs) um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Regardless of, of every other team and all the distractions that happen on the race.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about some of the other points in the race. And this race opened up, uh, you know, you guys used the U-turn last week on Team Big Brother and they were not happy about it. It was all part of the game. You guys said there were a couple of incidents with Jessica earlier on in the season. Were you guys surprised watching the episode back to see how upset Team Big Brother was with you both?
3: I don't think so. I think that, um, any team that gets U-turned is not going to appreciate it. Um, I don't think we'd all handle it as well as Yale, for example, <laughs> they were very mm-hmm. composed, admirable. Um, I think it's just part of the race and it's, it's an emotional response. We're all frustrated, jet lagged, sleep deprived and hangry. And, um, you know, you can't blame people's emotional reaction to things. Um,
4: and, uh, like you said earlier, or like you pointed out before, uh, if it was personal or not, I mean, at this point of the race, they were a strong couple team. Um, we knew we could take uh, the, um, the Yale team in yeah, any physical. kind of physical challenge because we proved it in Belgium, but uh, they, were running a, they knew the game and they were running a good race. Um, at that point, we had no need to, to U-turn them. Big Brother, on the other hand, kept being in front of us. I mean, that specific leg itself, they beat us to the tent. They got first place. They were able to pick their partner first. And if you know anything about the amazing race, eighty percent of couples are the ones that might win a race, not girl girl teams, guy guy teams, that's why there's been so much few. So we knew that at one point if we could start eliminating couple teams, um it would be a good choice. Now obviously there was other things that yeah, we, we, we we knew that
3: um obviously we knew that there was a trust issue there and I, I didn't want to be stuck in another roadblock and you know, she played her race. She played a good game, and I didn't want to be, you know, on, on the wrong end of that again. So that also played into um, the choice, the obvious choice, to U-turn, Big Brother, and the year is quite frankly, we knew that there was always a possibility they can come back from it. Um, yeah. They're that strong, and they're they're that flawless, and and besides that. In the future, if there was a somewhere in the race where you know you could need a little help and it wouldn't affect that team, we no, would get it from the years before. Big there Butter. was no
4: point of creating enemies at that point. Plus, it came out of nowhere. The U-turn, we weren't thinking about it. Uh, kind of a you know, reaction. Uh, what's his name? Indy wanted a U-turn one team, so we figured, hey, look what happened to um, what's his name? Uh, the the wolfstrung Vi- Strong, the violinist. They were u turned by themselves. Got them. They kind of kicked off the race, so we figured we could also give the last two teams a fighting chance. Yeah,
3: before. I felt a little bit guilty about using the U-turn because it's not really in my nature. Um, I don't, I don't. You know, I know it's all part of the game and it's fair enough, but it still feels like a kind of, you know, harsh thing to do. So we almost even felt better about letting the last two teams teams duke it out between themselves.
4: And you can see there wasn't a better decision because they came back from the then <laughs> Yeah,
3: they were enough yeah. We damned if we didn't give the firefighters a fighting
0: chance. So those guys. Yeah, on the episode last night, Jessica said that she thought it was karma that you guys lost the passport because you guys you turned uh, Team Big Brother. Did you guys think that that was a hurtful thing of her to say?
4: Um, it was my fault because I lost that passport. It was nobody else. It was not I'm because you you
0: turned Team Big Brother. No, it's
4: because I left it on the seat in the plane. I like think we existed. have enough
3: good karma with all the lives that I we've saved. I think that we're good on karma if that was an issue. Our profession
4: is to save people and help people, and we've done too much of that in our lifetime, so I don't
0: think we have any bad karma coming to us. What about that Team Big Brother called you guys Team Ocean Spray? Did that bother you guys?
4: Well, actually, I believe the first team to call us Team Ocean Spray was back in Iceland, and it was the Team Extreme. Team Extreme. Team Extreme, okay. And uh, we're getting a
3: pick out of it now. You and like it. it.
0: Is there an endorsement on the way?
3: We actually got live tweets from Ocean Spray, and I wouldn't have a problem going on in that. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's
4: kind of a funny thing because when they ask us, you know, what what would you like your team name to be, we figured we'd bring awareness to Ocean Rescue. So. You know, Team Ocean Rescue, we figured it would be a simple thing because people considered lifeguards just lifeguards, and we're not simple lifeguards. We we rescue people, lifeguard. career lifeguards that work on the ocean and oh, really help wrong. people. And so it's funny to us that somehow this has gotten our team name. It's been such a, a funny thing throughout the season. I mean, I know you sure know about Beach Ocean. Beach Ocean, ocean yeah. Beach, and <laughs> so, so, you know, it's our team name has been quite the the funny thing throughout this whole season, so... Um, Ocean Spray, we got a good shout out with Ocean Spray, and then if you actually look up Team Ocean Spray, it's a nice uh, spa uh, company in New York.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, if
4: they if they want to endorse the deal and give us a, a you're spa open to at our it. Home, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we're getting a t-
0: so, Lucas, it sounds like that, okay, you've had this uh, problem before, you misplaced things. How much of a nervous wreck were you that you were going to lose this engagement ring before you had the chance to propose to Brittany?
4: You know what? Before we came on this race, we obviously already knew that Brittany was going to handle everything because I have misplaced things left and right. I lose my phone. I lose my keys. I you lose can't everything. give her the
0: ring so, before the race.
4: So we knew this before, so Brittany was in charge of the passports. Now, the the funny part is, Brittany carried the ring the whole time. She didn't know it, but it was hidden in our fanny pack in a set of headphones. So I had no worries of carrying that ring because I knew the person that was in charge of it was in, <laughs> it was in
0: good mood. And okay, <laughs> that's why you asked for the headphones. It was in my hand. Right.
4: Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately when it came back to my hands i definitely fumbled the whole situation so.
0: Brittany, you were like were you a mule for this engagement ring that you didn't even realize what you were carrying
3: you know it's funny he was actually quite witty about it we um as as emt lifeguards first responders we carry what we call a micro shield or a pocket mask in the event you need to do cpr and it comes in this very nifty little pouch and i've I have one, I carry one with me every single day and I don't second guess what's inside of it. So he used one of these nifty little pouches to put the ring inside of. Mm-hmm. So I, and I asked him, honey, are you bringing a micro shield? And he said, yes. And he kind of waved it at me and I said, oh, okay. So there's no reason why I would have opened that pouch. So, um, you know, I just assumed now if we had to do CPR, that would have been a whole different story. <laughs> it might have been a little awkward, but, um, but yeah, he he was pretty smart on that account.
4: And on a side note, I did lose the headphones in France, so
0: <laughs> during the beginning part
3: of he had the pouch inside the headphone pouch. So yeah, that's that's how he lost the headphones.
0: Yeah, uh, was there one team in particular that you guys got along with particularly well?
3: Um, I, I'd say that we were pretty close with um, with uh, the extreme team extreme, and also you know the firefighters. I love the violinists. I mean. The, they're all really, we got along really well with almost with almost all of them, quite at, frankly.
4: At different points in the race, you become friendly with different people. I mean, sometimes you sit with one team in uh, certain legs, and sometimes you sit with the other teams, and sometimes, you know, you're waiting together. So, at different points in the game, we, we did get along with different people. Uh, towards the end there, with the last five, we started to build it's relationships different. with the, the firemen and the skiers. Mm-hmm. Because we shared a leg with the, the indie drivers, you know, we were able to kind of hang out with them and, you know, talk to them. So
0: Lucas, how was the leg that you ran with Connor? <laughs> that, that was quite an
4: interesting leg. Uh, it was actually fun. Um, we both had a good mindset uh, and it, it kind of worked out, even though idiotically we both did certain things. I mean, we went to the wrong little islands and uh, uh, we ended up leaving last year and just realized, let's just follow the people where they're catching all the canteens. And we kind of realized that and then paddled our way through when we both did um, the, what do you call it, the four by fours and got stuck in the mud, when we read our clues, we figured at first, you know, one person drives, one person works the jack. So that's why Connor stayed in the car for so long. Until With the winch king. Yeah. So we when we finally saw Henry and uh, the fireman, uh, one of the fire guys, I forgot who it is, they look exactly alike. Um, come out of the car and help each other i kind of like looked over and be like "Huh, we can't help each other so at that point we still didn't know we could do that and it kind of worked out for us we were able to pull it out and you know i actually had a good partner so it was it was just a, a funny moment okay, both of
0: us finally Brittany, if you guys had the chance to either uh eat the scorpions or have the scorpions crawl on you uh what would you have done would you have eaten the scorpions or had the scorpions crawl on you
3: I think um, Lucas would have been better with the eating, and I would have been better with having the scorpions on me, just because he's kind of bad with creepy crawlers, <laughs> and I'm, uh, I, I always grew up either playing in the mud, um, you know, or something, so I'm kind of a tomboy myself, so I have no problem with insects or any of that kind of stuff, and I definitely would have loved to do those frogs. When I was a girl, I used to catch frogs in our pond and throw them on my older sister, so I would have been great for that. <laughs>
0: Okay. All right. Well, you guys are great sports. Uh, thanks for coming on and talking with me about all this stuff. I'm sure it's been unpleasant to uh, revisit this story uh, a multitude of times today, but I really appreciate you guys taking the time and talking with me about it. No problem,
3: Rob. Thank you Thank for you having us. us. All, right, all the best. The and,
0: yeah. Good luck with those endorsements. Okay.
3: Thank you. for
0: throw it out there in the universe. Okay. <laughs> take, take care. All right. Bye. <laughs> Alright, there you have it. Team Ocean Spray, Beach Ocean, Ocean Rescue uh, came on, and I thought they were going to get mad. I asked so many questions about Big Brother, but no. Uh, they took it in stride. Good sports, and I appreciate that. So uh, best of luck to them moving forward. Thanks for checking out our full Amazing Racer recap show today. We are going to have so much Amazing Race for you next week because we have the Amazing Race finale, and then... I am going to have exit interviews scheduled with the top four teams from the amazing race. So hopefully uh, we'll get that all worked out. Everybody's available to go and we will have a uh, amazing race exit interview special as well. In addition to the podcast, we'll be working overtime uh, next week with all of that. So thanks so much to Scott St. Pierre for putting this all together. And again, uh, shout out to uh, Jess and Mike for their outstanding work on the amazing race. We've got uh, so much more coming up for you with the Celebrity Big Brother as well. You can find it all on RobHasAWebsite.com and RobHasAWebsite.com slash iTunes. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.